Life is everything that happens outside of the pharmacy. And I think if you don't take time to focus on your family, on the things that really drive you, you don't have to be as passionate as you hear some people talk about pharmacy. It might not be your life's mission to be a pharmacist all the time or a pharmacy technician, but if you have those things outside of the pharmacy that you are passionate about, you embrace, that will make you a whole person. It'll make you be able to deal with life behind the counter much better. What is up, Fit Farm fam? Welcome to the Fit Pharmacist Healthcare Podcast. My name is Dr. Adam Martin. I am a practicing pharmacist, nutrition consultant, author, and lover of living life to the fullest. Each episode on the podcast, I will dispense to you an innovator and expert in the world of healthcare so they can share their story, their struggles, and best practice tips to empower you to nail your nutrition, master your mindset, fit in fitness, and take your level of impact to the next level with simple solutions for how to live with passion and purpose. Thank you for spending your time with me today. Now let's discuss how to dispense your full potential. Napoleon Bonaparte once said, There is no such thing as an accident. It is fate misnamed. Looking at the life and impact of today's guest on the podcast, fate would definitely fit this pharmacist's mold. Shane Jeraminski, a.k.a. The Accidental Pharmacist, was raised in that thriving metropolis an hour's drive north of Philadelphia, known as Wilkes Bar, Pennsylvania. He's a veteran of the U.S. Navy, where he was trained as a sonar technician. Leaving after four years with no marketable civilian skills and custody of his infant son, he returned to Pennsylvania and started college. He was a pre-med major who found pharmacy by accident. After graduation, in fact, the night following the ceremony, he embarked on a road trip across the country to start his new life and illustrious career with Walgreens in Palm Desert, California. Five years pass, he jumps ship to target pharmacy. Three years pass, and then it merges. Eventually, Shane makes a life-altering decision to seek employment outside the big chains at a specialty independent pharmacy. Through a series of happy accidents, he now is a partner at this pharmacy location in a remote area of the Southern California desert. He has five children at last count because his television has been perpetually broken for eight years and his wife can't keep her hands off him, so he says. When he's not working in his retail pharmacy setting, he works per diem at a local hospital In his rather limited spare time, he makes feeble attempts to entertain fellow pharmacy enthusiasts on the internet. You may have seen his Facebook page, The Accidental Pharmacist. Oh, and he occasionally makes a small difference in the lives of people crazy enough to follow his antics. Guys, it's with my humorous pleasure to introduce to you to the Fit Pharmacist Healthcare Podcast, Shane Jeraminski. My man, welcome to the podcast. How's it going? How's it going, Adam? Dude, it's going great, man. Uh, I have to say, first, uh, you guys probably heard from the bio read I did that this guy is just humor is in his blood. Like he, I said, like, dude, can you just provide like a brief bio? And just reading it, I was laughing. Like, <laughs> that's just what he does. He just is his authentic self with humor. So that's the first question I wanted to ask you, man. Is your page has just exploded right now? You've got over thirty six thousand followers on your Facebook page. So this isn't something you started yesterday, like you've been at this for a while, but also like through your bio, you've had quite the journey in your life, personal life and your pharmacy life. 
Um, so I just want to invite you to share your story from the, the beginning of pre-pharmacy up until where you are today about like, you know, where you've gone, where you've been and where you're looking to be. For sure. For sure. So, uh, yeah, that, that, bi- that bio is a pretty quick overview of, uh, my life, uh, kind of down to a couple sentences, but, uh, let me give you, let me give you a, a little bit better overview of, uh, the journey to here in sunny Southern California. So, uh, I went to school at Wilkes University in Pennsylvania. Um, Wilkes Bear, yeah, you said you said Wilkes Bar, and that's what everybody says when they see it. It's Wilkes Barre usually if you're from there. So, uh, Wilkes Barre, Pennsylvania is not a. I was, I was making a joke by saying thriving metropolis because it's really an economically depressed area of the country. <laughs> see, um, there's that humor. You just can't help it. Yeah, so you know, it, it's 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 a little bit tough. Uh, to be there. So as soon as I, uh, you kind of, when you're raised in a small town like that, you always have that desire to go out and do something big and something else. So, uh, you know, I was going to be an English major right out of high school, uh, go there, got in a fight with my parents and, uh, decided to show them and join the Navy, but it was a great time, a great adventure. I was stationed in San Diego for two years and then two years in Mayport, Florida on the USS Way City. I got out of the Navy and like, you had that unique opportunity you know, your friends were four years ahead of you and they were all getting ready to graduate from college with degrees in, in uh, business and psychology and uh, animal husbandry or whatever, you know, and they couldn't find jobs. So uh, I'm like, shit, you know, I, and I had, a, I had a son in the Navy because I got married really young. T- turns out when you're in the military, you think you're grown up and you're really not at 20, 21 years old. So I had a trial run marriage and uh, had custody of a baby. And I thought, shit, if I'm going to go to school, you know, I got to have some kind of a job when I get out. So I was a pre-med major for a half a minute as a a freshman at the community college. And I ran into a guy whose brother was in the pharmacy program. And that's really the first time I heard of pharmacy being something you went to school for, for eight years or whatever. And I thought, wow, you know, that sounds great. So he became my roommate and uh, he actually moved out to California for a while after we graduated, but I, yeah, so I fell into pharmacy and it's so that was the first of a series of happy accidents in my life. Uh, went to pharmacy school. It was great. I had an awesome time, but I've always focused because I had, you know, my son and he was growing up and I wanted to give him a better life and show him some place. Uh, all the places I got to see while I was in the Navy, you know, when you go back to a small town, you realize how small it is after you've seen a little bit of the world, those 17 different countries in the two years I was on a ship kind of changes your perspective a lot. I'm sure anybody who's traveled uh, feels that little bit of uh, pinge of, uh, you know, uneasiness when they come back to their normal life. And that really happened for me. And I wanted to, wanted to move out. I loved California, was stationed out here. So my desire was always graduate from pharmacy school, go back to San Diego where I was stationed. Um, graduated. And at that time, it was the golden age of, of graduating from pharmacy school. Back in 2007, you could basically say, I want to go here. And every major chain would say, come work for us. We love you. We need pharmacists everywhere. Pharmacy, please. Now it's not necessarily the same. Uh, I think most people would agree with me at this point. But uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's basically how I ended up out here. I uh, came to the Palm Springs market because they had built like 15 Walgreens at that time and didn't have uh, enough pharmacists anywhere. And so, yeah, I ended up uh, out here because there was a uh, sign on bonuses to come to the Palm Springs market. So my wife and I both, both came out here and um, 
we thought we'd do three-year contracts with Walgreens and then head to Southern California and life happened. You know, we had one child and then my son, and then we got married and just started trying to populate Southern California with girls. So (laughs) now, uh, we have, uh, babies, uh, babies everywhere. And, uh, we've been here 12 years, uh, not three and never left. And now life has just sort of evolved out here. So I don't think we'll ever leave the desert. Wow. So, that's um pretty crazy. Like you've been all over the country with, with your life and pursuing and finding that, that purpose, that calling your son definitely being yeah. a driving force for all of that. Um, can you kind of walk us through how your Facebook page started the accidental pharmacist? If you guys aren't already following that, definitely check that out for daily doses of laughs. Like it's, it's pretty hilarious because it's, it's real life. It's real pharmacy life um, with all the memes and stories that you share on there. Um, so can you kind of walk us through the evolution of that, how that started and what it's morphed into today? Because it, it's, it's really one of the biggest presence is in, in our space on, on Facebook. Sure. So, uh, the biggest thing was, uh, in the beginning, I didn't have a page, but I always tried to like be myself on Facebook. It was kind of my outlet, you know, after a long day in the pharmacy and having to wear that, not mask, but have to have that professionalism ooze from you when you're when you're working at Walgreens, when you're working at CVS, wherever, wherever, wherever you uh, practice at, the pharmacist always has to be that voice of reason. He has to, he has to keep a straight face, no matter how ridiculous the question is sometimes, or how embarrassing or funny just the situations are sometimes. So it was really my outlet. So on my regular Facebook page, you know, I would occasionally tell stories about life in the pharmacy. Um, and I would also tell stories about my family and how complicated life can be when you have five children. Um, so I was doing that on my regular page and about the same 40 people I would attempt to make laugh every day would like be like, dude, you should start a blog. And I'm like, you know, my life is so complicated at this point. Why would I start a blog? But uh, with those people that I did, uh, did seem to, um, really impact and they would look forward to that. I had the same amount of people that I was friends with on my regular page who kind of, I could tell got irritated when I said certain things or talked about pharmacy all the time. So I thought the hell with it, you know, I'm going to start a page uh, to entertain the hundred people that uh, follow me on Facebook anyway, and see what happens. So I started that page um, back when I was still working for uh, target. I came out and worked for Walgreens for five years and, uh, I loved Walgreens and thought I would be with them forever. Just like everybody does when they have their first real job. You're like, Oh, this is great. You know, I have a a job and it's, it's, it's got benefits and I have a vacation, a week of vacation paid for and all those kind of things. But after a while you sort of get into that routine and you're like, Oh man, this sucks. I just want to change. Can I just go work at Starbucks for a day? It would be awesome. It would be an awesome change from my life. (laughs) And, uh, I was at a store, uh, in Palm Desert, I'd been the manager, pharmacy manager from the day that I got licensed. It just happened that way here because of the shortage at the time. So it was five years in the same store from the day I got licensed. And uh, I got a cold call from Target, uh, just a recruiter saying, hey, would you want to come work for Target? And I said, hey, if there's a you know a pharmacy manager position and you can offer me more money, I'll take it. Just because I wanted a change of scenery. And uh, I, I, I jumped ship to uh, Target Pharmacy, which was an amazing place to work. Uh, wasn't It wasn't just the money, it was just the atmosphere. I mean, I think that Target was that unicorn in the retail space where 
they allowed you to really take ownership of uh, your pharmacy, basically because there was no one else in a giant big box retailer that was that you didn't have any oversight the same way that you did uh, working. You know, if you work for Walgreens or CVS, you constantly have a store manager back there who has a vested interest in you, you know, getting more numbers and having great customer service scores. The pharmacy was unique at Target because the store manager was there to support you and everybody was friendly and great, but never really came back and said, Hey, you know, what's going on here? Uh, can I, can I, can I do anything here to, to improve your scores? And, you know, how can you make more money? Uh, it was an amazing place to work because if you ran your place good, you'd be lucky if you saw your pharmacy supervisor once every quarter. And it was usually just, hey, how's it going? Here's some Starbucks. Uh, that was basically about it. <laughs> so I loved working for Target. And uh, I loved that environment. It was always, they weren't afraid to like try things and innovate. Sometimes it was shit. Sometimes it was, uh, you know, great. Uh, but the Target was an amazing place to work. And then I went home uh, for my great grandmother's funeral. And uh, I got text message saying, sorry to hear about uh, uh, the situation with Target. And I'm like, what? So and then that's what I found. Uh, you know, when you're home for a funeral back in your hometown and you get a message that Target pharmacy was bought by CVS, it was like, uh, you know, it was already setting up like, oh, this is going to be terrible. And not that I, I um you know, I give CVS and Walgreens a lot of crap, and uh, sometimes I think rightly so, but I, I do it uh, in jest, but I also do it because I think they came in and they changed, uh, they changed Target a little bit. So I hung in there for about two years with CVS, and uh, what happened is I, I transferred to the Super Target 30 seconds from my, my house. I could literally run there in a minute. And... Uh, you think ah, super targets are amazing. They never, they never close. And I thought, okay, well, this is it. You know, I work Monday through Thursday at a super target, 30 seconds from my house. I'm going to be here for the next 30 years and then retire. And, uh, I won the reverse lottery and that super target closed. It was just one of the most expensive targets in the whole country to run because, uh, the lease was really, really high. It's a uh, very few minutes from uh, Coachella music festival here in Indio, California. And uh, they just wanted to charge Target an astronomical amount to keep it open. So they didn't. Um, and they closed. So I went to a standalone CVS. Um, let me backtrack a little bit here. Uh, in the interim, that page that I started uh, while I was working for Target uh, two years two years ago uh, turned into about two or 3,000 followers, mostly pharmacists and pharmacy technicians from across the country that somehow stumbled upon my page. In the beginning, at its genesis, sometimes I would share things to some of the bigger pages like Pharmacy Meme and the cynical pharmacist who I've become friends with a little bit uh, over the years, uh, would share things. And uh, that's, how, that's how the page started to grow. Uh, so it, it, always, it, it was always had a presence there, and it's just started to grow a little bit. When my super target closed, I told CVS that I'd go work at a standalone CVS for the first time since I'd been an intern. Uh, so I worked at an actual CVS here in Rancho Mirage, California. Rancho Mirage, California, you know, very uh, swanky, uh, affluent area. And uh, that store was unique because you had lots of people with concierge doctors and whatnot. So they expected to come in and, uh, you know, have a concierge pharmacy where it was still super busy, but people wanted that uh, 
attention that the store couldn't do because you had people saying that this is your volume. So this is how many customer service hours you get and how many tech hours you get, but it's not realistic. I mean, every store is different and the needs of a place like that was just crazy. So, um, I just started saying, I can't work here forever. I got to try and do something different. So, um, and at right at the same time, I started thinking about that corporate, uh, kind of got wind of this page uh, that had two or 3,000 followers and was growing. Uh, sometimes I would say things on, on my Facebook page uh, that were not really true and accurate descriptions of my life inside the pharmacy. Uh, and that's one of the biggest points I wanted to hit on, on this uh, podcast was that the person that I am uh, on Facebook, my online persona is not how I practice. I love pharmacy passionately and I'm passionate about people and my patients, and I have the profoundest respect for the profession. Um, a lot of the things that I do and say on Facebook are just have slivers of truth there. It's mostly uh, how I process things and, and, and scenarios that happen in my head that I find funny. Um, and I just, my goal is to make people laugh and uh, to use those like stereotypical uh, interactions we have in pharmacy that kind of bond us as a, a community of pharmacists uh, to, to make light of them. Because sometimes if you take yourself too seriously or you take every single day too seriously, you'll crack and your longevity in this profession will be very, very shortened. So Absolutely. I, uh, for sure, man, that's, that's one thing that you and I spoke uh, prior to the podcast about because I've been full-time community since 2012. You've been in the game a long time as well. And unfortunately, both of us has seen so many pharmacists that, you know, start with great intentions, they're excited, but then, you know, a year, maybe not even two years down the road, if you focus on the wrong thing, if you focus on, you know, there, it is a stressful job, like no lie. Um, a lot of people call the salary combat pay because there's a lot you deal with, quotas and low staff and all that sort of stuff. But if you focus on that, because the reality is there's good things and bad things in every situation. But if you focus on that and you don't have that ability to let things roll off your back, to look for humor in every situation, it will literally eat you alive. It'll kill you, literally your career. By having that yeah. focus, it's a career killer. So I think that's part of the value that you bring and why your page is so popular because we need that humor outlet. It's very stressful and a lot of times we get so focused on those things that it just gets real serious and then we start just stressing out. And that's really my whole niche and calling is really helping pharmacists and pharmacy students with self-care in the profession. Um, that's why I wrote that book, RxU, because you're the most important prescription. If you don't fill that on a consistent basis, you'll have nothing else to dispense. So humor is such a huge aspect to our lives in pharmacy because it gives that comedic release. And you, like you said, you dispense the truth with your page. It might not be, you know, some of the things might not be things that people say, but they can resonate with it because it's so true. You know, some of the ridiculous interactions, the situations, the demands that we have, it, some of them are a little crazy. And, and we, you, what you do is you just provide that in a humorous way that gives people that outlet. So I, I think that's really part of why, just as an outsider perspective, why it's taken off because so many people can resonate with that. And so many people need that humor to stay in the game long term. Just like you said, if you don't, like you'll burn out. And, and you and I have both, we talked about this, you and I have seen so many pharmacists either get out of retail, 
changed, even changed careers out of pharmacy because they're struck so strongly by those things that they experience and, and focus on. So that's one thing I did, did want to you know, tell people listening to this if they're followers of your page and ask you really is, can you give a little insight into the difference between online life as like with experience through your Facebook page and real life? Um, I know you started touching on that a bit, um, but can you just kind of give a little insight into the differences with that of, you know, the online Facebook page, what people might think about you or portray you as versus what you said. I mean, you're, you're part of, you're going to be part owner of a independent pharmacy. There's six pharmacy locations that you're going to be responsible for. Uh, and, and you love the profession and that's why you created this. So I just wanted to make sure that for the listeners who might be following your page, have a clear understanding of who the man is behind the page and what you're all about. Sure. So I think that that's one of the big draws to my page. Um, and that's why it's grown pretty quickly, especially recently. I think the, I think the more followers you get, all of a sudden it'll start exponentially growing because things get shared. And um, the one draw to my page that's probably a little bit different, and I realize it's because I'm in a unique position where I, I work um, for an independent pharmacy. I, I um, that I don't have to respond. Uh, I don't have a responsibility to corporate anymore to uh, watch what I say um, or hide my identity. So everybody knows me because my page or uh, my picture is smattered all over the page occasionally, and I I tweet and then uh, uh, post it to Instagram and I post it to the page, kind of link them. My wife is the one who tried to say, "Look, you got to get it. The kids are on Instagram. This Facebook stuff is a uh, is old news." And <laughs> she's the one who's like, "You got to you got to kind of uh, expand your um." your horizons here and start working all the social media aspects if you want to grow it and you want and you want to really affect change and really want to make people make people laugh and 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 grow so um i uh i started doing that and i think that um the one draw is that occasionally i say whatever whatever i want as far as pharmacy goes uh and i also talk about my life my life outside the pharmacy. Always, I try to post on a holiday or anything like that. And I usually start every post with the same thing. Life is everything that happens outside of the pharmacy. And I think if you don't take time to focus on your family, on the things that really drive you, you don't have to be as passionate as you hear some people talk about pharmacy. It might not be your life's mission to be a pharmacist all the time or a pharmacy technician. But if you have those things outside of the pharmacy that you are passionate about, you embrace, that will make you a whole person. It'll make you be able to deal with life behind the counter much better. So I talk about my family and my five kids and, uh, and the family life and domestic marital, marital bliss is, uh, it's just fodder for humor in general, because when, when your life becomes complicated by multiple children and, uh, just being married for, more than 30 seconds, things are funny because if you don't laugh about them, if you don't try and find the humor in a, in a daily life, changing diapers and, uh, you know, things like that will, will grind you down just the same way a pharmacy will. So I, uh, I talk about all those things that I'm passionate about, even sometimes anything that bothers me, just being able to, to talk about that. So I think people are drawn to the page because they know they can relate to the pharmacy, but I have those moms and dads out there that that follow the page because they're they're 
doubly in my position. They're both work in pharmacy, but they also have families and, and they relate to that. And people like to see who they're, you know, they have a perception of who you are. And um, when I touch on things outside the pharmacy, it usually is funny, but it's also heartfelt. So they say, you know, he's not the guy that uh, would be saying these terrible things to people behind the pharmacy or always thinking terrible about people. Um, I say things to make people laugh. And I, I talk about scenarios that sometimes would happen in my head. But uh, they, I think they could, they could read through the lines and see that I really, truly care about people in life and, and wanting to see everybody succeed. And that's what draws people to the page. Absolutely, man. I love that. I don't have time to work out. Eating healthy is not possible as a pharmacist. There's so many things to juggle. I just feel so stressed out. I can barely even keep it together. Guys, if this is you, I totally understand. I have been practicing pharmacist full-time for over seven years. I've been through the hurdles, living through the trenches, and through my time with that, have developed simple solutions to help empower you to not only fit in fitness, but nail your nutrition and master your mindset, empowering you to lead by example through living a healthy lifestyle. I put all these solutions in an easy-to-read, applicable, and simple guide for you to read in my new book, RxU, The Pharmacist's Guide for Managing Stress and Fitting in Fitness. If you haven't gotten your copy, check the show notes for a link so that you can get yours today and get started to dispense your full potential. I just wanted to kind of give a shout out to you with everything that you're doing because, yeah, the humor's great with the pharmacy page and everything that you're doing there, but looking at pharmacy, you're really diving deep into leadership and management. So can you just kind of share with people what, what, your, what your role is as a pharmacist with where you're looking to go and what your goals look like in the years ahead? Sure. So, um, you know, I, I really love pharmacy and I love the idea of challenging myself. I've kind of been one of those pharmacists and I think it's because I come from working class people. My parents are both not college educated. Um, and when, when you grow up in, in a town like Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania, where there's, you know, some economic problems and doesn't seem like there's a lot of prospects for employment and the future, when, when you get a job that's reasonably well-paying like a pharmacist is, you're, you're willing to work like crazy. And um, I did, especially when I worked for Walgreens and CVS and Target. I, I was that crazy pharmacist who would pick up every extra shift in California. You know, I, I worked everywhere from the border all the way to central uh, California up to Fresno. When, when Walgreens uh, first hired me, I worked everywhere uh, because I felt like, man, there's so many people out there that would die to be able to make 50, 60, $70 an hour. So I, I would do it all and try and do that. And uh, even though I don't work overtime anymore, more because I'm, you know, salaried and work for my work for myself, essentially, I still wanted to have that work ethic that's been built into me for 12 years, because I, I feel like hard work solves anything. And the best managers out there, the people that get the most productivity out of their staff are the people that are willing to do every single task that they can. And I know you think, oh man, pharmacists are supposed to be clinicians. They're not supposed to be taking out the garbage and cleaning the toilet. But when you're, when you're an independent pharmacy owner and you're responsible for everything, you try to do that because you're trying to save money. You're trying to, to do all the work yourself. And I think it's really important to show people if you're willing to work twice as hard, everybody will do it for you and your job becomes easier. 
you, you all of a sudden magically have people that are motivated. And if you care about your staff and, 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 and you, uh, you know, try and do everything you can to be accommodating and try and do everything you can to, uh, you know, show them that you truly care about them, that they're not just a number, you can do so much more. Um, and that's why I, I said, I, I, I always go back to corporate and I say that um, they've lost sight of some things. And I, I remember working for Walgreens in the beginning and they had all these amazing programs and all these things that they did. And it slowly, as they, uh, as the last 12 years of my career, since I've been licensed, I can see that uh, so many things are going away. They're trying to take any incentive anyone had to do more or to be more uh, away. And uh, I want to grow a pharmacy here. I, you know, I have a really busy independent pharmacy that focuses on uh, specialty drugs. We do all HIV medication um, everywhere to the border of Mexico. We have delivery drivers that uh, service uh, really, really underserved communities. We deliver to Flab City, which is this uh, off-the-grid location uh, in the remote part of uh, the Salton City Desert. We uh, we do uh, specialty behavioral health injections, so we have contracts with all the clinics out this way to uh, give people behavioral health injections for those who are profoundly sick that can't take pills on a regular basis. Um, so I want to grow my business uh, where I'm at right now. But my long-term goal would be, you know, to try and replicate the model that I have there and, uh, you know, maybe open more stores. You never know. I feel like I have 25 years left of my career, uh, probably longer than that with five children and colleges and weddings to pay for. <laughs> uh, probably, probably more like 85 before I'm thinking about retiring, but you never know. Um, I'd love to grow the business and, uh, you know, slowly maybe have a chain of pharmacies that uh, I treat my employees like family and, uh, yeah. and try and, and, and make pharmacy what it used to be 30, 40, 50 years ago, where you walked in and your neighborhood pharmacist was the one person uh, who was a healthcare professional that you really could talk to like a friend. I love that, man. And I just want to highlight one of the points you made because you just really hit the nail on the head about and but you 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 framed it as being an owner but I'm going to shift that and make that a leader but also say that yes that's definitely ownership owning your life and owning your role as a pharmacist because you are the leader of your team whatever uh type role or, or situation of pharmacy that you have and that's yes you're there to be clinical but that doesn't mean that you're too good to do other things like take out the trash fill the fill up the vial carousel or, you know, fill the printers or, you know, get the drive through, whatever that may be. Um, I, I saw things like this happening. So I, I made an ebook, Top 13 Errors to Avoid as a New Pharmacist. And that was one of them is don't be too good for your job. Because as soon as you do that, you lose respect and trust from your team. And if you don't have that, they will not go there with you when you need that most, when you're short staffed, when someone calls off, when there's an emergency. So if you literally lead by example and take ownership of, ownership of your role as a pharmacist, of, as a leader of your healthcare team, by doing anything that is required and really stepping up and leading by example, that's going to grow your team and that report to such a high degree. So I really just wanted to highlight that because it's such a huge point 
that unfortunately a lot of pharmacists miss, but I see that as a preceptor most like most in interns and new pharmacists because they, you know, are taught the clinical aspect in pharmacy school, but the soft skills, the, the leadership capacity isn't necessarily taught of, yes, you're a pharmacist. Yes, you have a doctorate, but that doesn't mean you're too good to take out the trash to do these other things because as soon as you do that, you lose respect of your team. So if you exactly, yeah. So I, I think that's an amazing point you made. I just wanted to highlight that. Um, if you guys listening haven't heard of that, I'll put a link to that ebook in the uh, resources. Totally free. Um, it's just I, I wanted to create some sort of solution to problems that I see all too often repeated over and over again um, by people that are new to pharmacy because there's a lot of stuff that you learn when it's your first day on the job. When you you know you're you're starting as a pharmacist, you're taught all these things, but Shane, and, and tell me if you agree with this, there's so much that we're not taught and we really have to figure out and learn on our own. Like, would, would you agree with that? I absolutely agree with that. I mean, I think that pharmacy schools do an excellent job in creating these clinicians, but they, um, they sometimes, because they're so focused on that, they forget about some of those soft skills and they, uh, they, they don't give them realistic expectations for what life is going to be like whether they work in retail or hospital setting, um, that uh, you don't magically, you haven't been magically elevated to a new station in life by nature of graduating from pharmacy school. You have to earn the respect of everyone around you to be a true leader. And uh, it's really important to, uh, I think the biggest piece of advice I'd give to any new graduate or someone who's just getting ready to take those boards and getting ready to dive in head first is, uh, you know, remember, remember where you came from and uh, be ready to adapt to changes, regardless of your, your area of practice. Pharmacy is evolving, and uh, be ready to change. Be ready to embrace the change, and uh, just work hard and love people and life even harder, and you're going to be fine. And I love that, man. And, and what you said, again, another big point, respect is earned. It's not something that you're just given or, or expected. That's something that I see, again, all too often is this, this entitlement mentality of, oh, I'm a doctorate, I've got a farm D, so like, respect me. I mean, it, it's the number one thing that irritates pharmacists or any healthcare professional is arrogance. Like, oh, like I'm the doctor, like do what I say, like I, I walk on water, that sort of thing. And it doesn't, it's not just specific to that profession, but really you got to earn that. You got to earn that respect and that's through service. By just being a decent, good human being, not being too good to do things, just helping out your fellow man at the pharmacy, um, behind the counter, over the counter, you know, all the aspects that come with being a pharmacist. So I love that you, that you said that and I agree 100% because that's, in my opinion, really makes you that leader and owner in your life as a pharmacist. Exactly. So guys listening to this, um, if you haven't followed Shane on Facebook, please go and do that. You won't regret it. Humor is essential to surviving this long term. Um, so Shane, can you share with people where they can best connect and follow you on social media? Yeah. So the easiest place to follow me is on Facebook. It's the Accidental Pharmacist. Uh, if you just search that down, you should be able to see something that someone shared. Click on the page, like the page or follow the page. I appreciate everything. Um, I, uh, I just wanted to say two things real quick. Um, I have two administrators that are great. 
Uh, I give them one of them. I went to pharmacy school with Brad. You probably see his name appear every once in a while. My other administrator, Kim, she graduated in 1989 or 86. She is an old lady, but she's the funniest old lady I've ever met. <laughs> and, uh, she, she is the one who scours the internet and, uh, uh, she's responsible for a lot of the shares of, of other people's pages so that uh, it just drives traffic to the page. I create a lot of the original content, but Kim does a lot of the sharing and she helps. She's really been integral in, uh, in having the page uh, grow as well as anything that I've done. So uh, Facebook is the easiest place to find me. Uh, Twitter, I mean, there, I have a, a handful of followers who are, you know, love my tweets, even though I do post them to Facebook. So you can find me on Twitter. I'm just under Shane Jeraminski. If you, if you search down my name on, on, on either Twitter or Facebook, you can do that. Please reach out to me. I get lots of, lots of private messages about uh, a lot of things. I try to respond to every single person. It's been a lot harder. We get, uh, usually about a million engagements on Facebook a month now, believe it or not for 37,000 followers, man, there's, that's why I, I know there's humor out there in pharmacy because people send me things constantly like, Hey, look at this, look at this prescription. Look, uh, look at what McKesson sent me or anything like that. Um, and the last thing I wanted to talk about is just like every other happy accident in my life. When we hit 25,000 followers, I said, I am going to do something to try and monetize the page. Um, just to see if people would, would buy it or whatever. So, you know, sell t-shirts or some shit. And it just so happened that at 25,000 followers, the easy RX discount card, um, reached out to me and said, we'd love to advertise on your page. And, uh, just like any other discount card, I thought, oh, you know, whatever, you know, but they, um, they committed to a couple different things. They committed to every single prescription that's processed, uh, using the group, uh, code from our page. Uh, $2 comes is two dollars in profit comes to the Accidental Pharmacist Facebook page. And they've also decided to uh, donate 25 cents for every prescription as well, that every quarter we're going to cut a check to charity. So the first quarter is coming up. It's going to go to Project Semicolon. You could read about it. There's going to be a post here pretty soon. And then when, when I started to see that this was growing, I realized I don't want that money. What I want to do is I want to live out what I said I, I would love to do is, is is create change in the world of pharmacy. I know that a couple thousand dollars a month isn't going to do that, but I can actually make real change in people's lives by giving this money to people in need. So I made a request that people would send messages to me and nominate fellow pharmacists and fellow technicians and pharmacy employees that were in need, whether it be medical needs or childcare hours being cut or anything. Um, and I've gotten hundreds and hundreds of uh, nominations so far. And I'm thankful to say after two months of this, we've been giving away thousands of dollars uh, to people actually in need. And I really, I really thank everybody for making that possible because it's become the, my favorite part of the month is when that money drops to the account and I can, I can give it away. It means more to me than any trip or anything that I can do with that. So I really appreciate everybody uh, who's taken part. If you haven't yet, just text the word pharmacy to 21,000 and use that as your default discount card. I know everybody hates discount cards, but this is just as good as any one of them. And it actually charges the pharmacy less than GoodRx does, which is a major player in that, uh, in that industry. So if you, if you want to help pharmacists, 
and help technicians, go ahead and uh, text the word pharmacy to 21,000 and uh, start using that as your discount card when you gotta. When you gotta use a discount card, it might as well be that one because it's going to actually help people. So I'd appreciate all the help and thanks everybody for that. That's awesome that you're doing that, man. Uh, as you know, like I'm all about giving back and making that impact to the profession. So I just want to acknowledge you for everything that, that you do. I mean, you've got all these kids, you're part owner in a pharmacy, all, you're a husband, all the things, and you still make that a priority of giving back and being an impact in the profession for the betterment of our community. So thank you for everything that you do. Um, guys, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Thank you, Shane, for being on it. Guys, this is Dr. Adam Martin from the Fit Pharmacist Healthcare Podcast signing off with The Accidental Pharmacist. Go forth, be great, and dispense your full potential. All right, Fit Farm fam, until next time, I am out of here. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the show. If you are new to the podcast, thank you so much for tuning in. Your time is invaluable, and I sincerely appreciate you sharing it here. Most importantly, hit that subscribe button so you get a fresh new podcast episode every single week. Also, please leave a rating and review for the show. I sincerely hope that you got at least one golden nugget of knowledge from this episode. If you did, please share this with one person who you can help dispense their full potential. That is how this community will grow organically. I don't ask for anything in return, so thank you for your action of support. 